Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 21st day of January, and what a great week it has been together, and it's my joy to be here with you. What a privilege to be reading God's Word together for us in community, individually, collectively, and in community. There's the music I was just waiting for to come on in. Finishing off this week together with today's reading, and then I will send you on your way with China. But before we do that, I'm going to continue in the book of Genesis today. We're reading Genesis 27 through 29. Today's the last day in the Christian Standard Bible. Genesis chapter 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could not see, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Look, I am old and do not know the day of my death. So now take your hunting gear, your quiver and bow, and go out in the field to hunt some game for me. Then make me a delicious meal that I love and bring it to me to eat so that I can bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening to what Isaac said to his son Esau. So while Esau went to the field to hunt some game to bring in, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Listen, I heard your father talking with your brother Esau. He said, Bring me game and make a delicious meal for me to eat so that I can bless you and the Lord's presence before I die. Now my son, listen to me and do what I tell you. Go to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, and I will make them into a delicious meal for your father, the kind he loves. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. Jacob answered Rebekah, his mother, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, but I am a man with smooth skin. Suppose my father touches me, then I will be revealed to him as a deceiver and bring a curse rather than a blessing on myself. His mother said to him, Your curse be on me, my son. Just obey me and go get them for me. So he went and got the goats and brought them to his mother, and his mother made the delicious food his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of her older son Esau, which were in the house, and had her younger son Jacob wear them. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and the smooth part of his neck. Then she handed the delicious food and the bread she had made to her son Jacob. When he came to his father, he said, My father. And he answered, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob replied to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How did you ever find it so quickly, my son? He replied, Because the Lord your God made it happen for me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come closer so I can touch you, my son. Are you really my son Esau or not? So Jacob came closer to his father Isaac. When he touched him, he said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Again he asked, Are you really my son Esau? 
And he replied, I am. Then he said, Bring it closer to me, and let me eat some of my son's game so that I can bless you. Jacob brought it closer to him, and he ate. He brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Please come closer and kiss me, my son. So he came closer and kissed him. When Isaac smelled his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give to you from the dew of the sky and from the richness of the land an abundance of grain and new wine. May peoples serve you and nations bow in homage to you. Be master over your relatives. May your mother's sons bow in homage to you. Those who curse you will be cursed and those who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had left the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau arrived from his hunting. He had also made some delicious food and brought it to his father. He said to his father, Let my father get up and eat some of his son's game so that you may bless me. But his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am Esau, your firstborn son. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably. Who was it then, he said, who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it all before you came in and I blessed him. Indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But he replied, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. So he said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me twice now. He took my birthright, and look, now he has taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you saved a blessing for me? But Isaac answered Esau, Look, I have made him a master over you, have given him all of his relatives as his servants, and have sustained him with grain and new wine. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. And Esau wept loudly. His father Isaac answered him, Look, your dwelling place will be away from the richness of the land, away from the dew of the sky above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you rebel, you will break his yoke from your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. And Esau determined in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When the words of her older son Esau were reported to Rebekah, she summoned her younger son Jacob and said to him, Listen, your brother Esau is consoling himself by planning to kill you. So now, my son, listen to me. Flee at once to my brother Laban, in Haran, and stay with him for a few days until your brother's anger subsides, until your brother's rage turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send for you and bring you back from there. Why should I lose you both in one day? So Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm sick of my life because of these Heathite girls. If Jacob marries someone from around here like these Heathite girls, what good is my life. 
So Isaac summoned Jacob, blessed him, and commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite girl. Go at once to Padan, Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father. Marry one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply, so that you become an assembly of peoples. May God give you and your offspring the blessing of Abraham, so that you may possess the land where you live as a foreigner, the land God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob to Padan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. Esau noticed that Isaac blessed Jacob and sent him to Padan Aram to get a wife there. When he blessed him, Isaac commanded Jacob, Do not marry a Canaanite girl. And Jacob listened to his father and mother and went to Padan Aram. Esau realized that his father Isaac disapproved of the Canaanite women. So Esau went to Ishmael and married, in addition to his other wives, Mahalath, daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. She was the sister of Nebaioth. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He reached a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set. He took one of the stones from the place, put it there at his head, and lay down in that place. And he dreamed. A stairway was set on the ground with its top reaching the sky, and God's angels were going up and down on it. The Lord was standing there beside him, saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your offspring the land on which you are lying. Your offspring will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out toward the west, the east, the north, and the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Look, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. He was afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that was near his head and set it up as a marker. He poured oil on top of it and named the place Bethel, though previously the city was named Luz. Then Jacob made a vow. If God will be with me, and watch over me during this journey I'm making, if he provides me with food to eat and clothing to wear, and if I return safely to my father's family, then the Lord will be my God. This stone that I have set up as a marker will be God's house, and I will give to you a tenth of all that you give to me. Jacob resumed his journey and went to the eastern country. He looked and saw a well in a field, Three flocks of sheep were lying there beside it because the sheep were watered from this well. But a large stone covered the opening of the well. The shepherds would roll the stone from the opening of the well and water the sheep when all the flocks were gathered there. Then they would return the stone to its place over the well's opening. Jacob asked the men at the well, My brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they answered. Do you know Laban? Nahor's grandson? Jacob asked them. They answered, We know him. Is he well? Jacob asked. Yes, they said. And here is his daughter Rachel coming with his sheep. Then Jacob said, Look, 
It is still broad daylight. It's not time for the animals to be gathered. Water the flock, then go out and let them graze. But they replied, We can't until all the flocks have been gathered and the stone is rolled from the well's opening. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. As soon as Jacob saw his uncle Laban's daughter Rachel with his sheep, he went up and rolled the stone from the opening and watered his uncle Laban's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept loudly. He told Rachel that he was her father's relative, Rebekah's son. She ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news about his sister's son, Jacob, he ran to meet him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then he took him to his house, and Jacob told him all that had happened. Laban said to him, Yes, you are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him a month, Laban said to him, Just because you're my relative, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older was named Leah, and the younger was named Rachel. Leah had tender eyes, but Rachel was shapely and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel. So he answered Laban, I'll work for you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban replied, Better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, and they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Since my time is complete, give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So Laban invited all the men to the place and sponsored a feast. That evening, Laban took his daughter Leah and gave her to Jacob, and he slept with her. And Laban gave his slave Zilpah to his daughter Leah as her slave. When morning came, there was Leah. So he said to Laban, What have you done to me? Wasn't it for Rachel that I worked for you? Why have you deceived me? Laban answered, It is not the custom in our country to give the younger daughter in marriage before the firstborn. Complete the week of wedding celebration, and we will also give you this younger one in return for working yet another seven years for me. And Jacob did just that. He finished the week of celebration, and Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife. And Laban gave his slave Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her slave. Jacob slept with Rachel also, and indeed, he loved Rachel more than Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was neglected, he opened her womb, but Rachel was unable to conceive. Leah conceived, gave birth to a son, and named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has seen my affliction. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, The Lord heard that I am neglected and has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, At last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne three sons for him. Therefore he was named Levi. And she conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she named him Judah. Then Leah stopped having children. We hear some reoccurring themes 
happening within this family. This is the second time there was deception between the brothers, Jacob and Esau. We remember the first time Jacob had sort of swindled Esau out of his birthright. And now we see that he has tricked his father into blessing him being that the firstborn son would ultimately get the blessing of their father. It's a cultural, customary blessing that is passed down. And it didn't happen without the deception of his mother. In fact, the whole operation happened because Rebecca overheard her son and her husband speaking and she concocted the whole story and and then it's interesting she just sort of hides out for the rest of the story in today's reading and so we have this case of one person makes a pretty huge decision on their own and then sort of just slithers out of the room Here's what I think we should not miss. It was a decision and an action made on her part. But in chapter 27, if we look at verse 20, but Isaac said to his son, how did you ever find it so quickly, my son? His response is because the Lord, your God, made it happen for me. And here's what I want us to consider in today's reading. How many times do we take things into our own hands? And at the end of the story, how many times do we shift the blame to God? Are we unaware that we were a, a significant participant in the story? Do we forget our part? Uh, are we deceived? Is it just easier to ultimately blame God because at the end of the day, he has the power to fix all of our mistakes? <laughs> or is it all of the above? That's a question maybe we can sit with today. And maybe even as we sit, some things will sink down to the bottom and they're going to hit hard. And that's okay. That's, that's what's supposed to happen. This is where change can take place. This is where a shift, an awakening, a recognizing, an awareness of our own actions and the repercussions of our own actions. So Father, we thank you for today. These words we thank you for the week that we have had here together. Thank you for how you have spoken to us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that comes to convict our hearts, not condemn us, not chastise us, not ridicule and shame us, but conviction that says, this is where we went wrong. This is how we can do better. There's no shame in conviction and we are thankful God that you do not shame us help us to remember that when we go to shame one another 
But we do recognize that it's your conviction that propels us forward to repentance and repentance to change. Change that goes in the opposite direction of what we have consciously become aware of where we went wrong, what we have done that may not be pleasing to you and may have lasting repercussions that affect a lot of people around us. I thank you that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. And as we are here, Father, I pray that you will lead us into all truth, all truth, because you are the way, the truth, and the life. We pray this now, all in the name of the Father, the Son, who is the way, the truth, and the life and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What an incredible week it's been to be here with you, and uh, I'm going to go away for a week, and I leave you now in the beautiful, delicate, and capable hands of my daughter, China. Have a great week, everyone. I'll see you the week after next. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Deb fam. I hope you all are doing good. Um, I'd just like to pray for our brother Preston and his dad, Jay, um, about the cancer. Um, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, uh, your hand, Lord God, is not so short that it cannot reach uh, Jay right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you said in your word that by your stripes we were healed. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, your name is above every other name. Your name is above every sickness. Father, right now we speak against cancer, whether it is in the liver or the bones. We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you may help him, Lord God, right now and heal him and make him whole in the mighty name of Jesus. And that his health may be a testimony for the rest of the family that have walked away from your kingdom. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that your name may be glorified in this. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. I would also like to send a huge happy birthday to Sierra from Texas. Um, I would just like to say thank you very much for your testimony. Amen. Uh, it's It's very encouraging you know to hear young people who have given their lives over to the lord and who are striving to you know striving for perfection in the kingdom you know um so yeah i wish you everlasting joy i wish you peace and i wish you growth in every single area of your life and i love you very much dap fam i love all of you very much Whatever you may be going through in this current time, I just pray that the hand of God may be over you and that God may go before you and fight for you and win that battle for you. Amen. Good evening, Daily Audio Bible Chronological family. This is Nicole Simone from Brooklyn, New York, East New York, where I spend most of my days. Today is January 17th. Um, uh, second year listener, thank you so much for the welcoming. Um, I also, at this time, want to just stand in agreement with Preston for his dad, Jay, uh, Jehovah Rapha. We ask that you heal his body of the cancer 
in his liver, in his bones, and we're asking that it does not spread. And we're asking for full recovery in the name of Jesus for a great testimony of what only you can do, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also want to say happy birthday to Yura in Texas. Happy birthday, dear. Love your uh, testi testimony of uh, like a year ago. Kudos, you make me think of the song. Cause I found a savior and he's sweet, I know. And not that he was lost, but you found him for you. Like I found him for me. Thank you for that. Uh, Debbie, we are called to be a living sacrifice, honey. You are called to be a living sacrifice. And yes, we have an appointed time with death, but not prematurely in Jesus name. I love you all. Thank you so much for welcoming us the newcomers and making a safe space and place for us in matters. Please keep my boys up in prayer. Isaiah 27, Jordan 15. Uh, I would appreciate it. Our Lady of Victory, please pray for my, my sons, Isaiah and Jordan. Love you all. I can't wait to um, hear tomorrow's reading. Jill, he sees us. Thank you so much. Until, have a rainbow day. Oh, Jill, oh, Preacher Jill, this is your brother from Baltimore, Melvin Dufresne. Oh my gosh. I am struck by your commentary of the 17th. And it fills me because I'm kind of working with some things and things that felt long and passing and long and developing. And I asked God, God, why now, not versus 10 or 20 years ago? And you, those two questions you raised, is anything impossible for God? And at the appointed time, struck me to my core. And I thank God for you. And let me pray. Father, I do thank you for the fact that there is nothing impossible for you. And Lord, you are the Lord of our times and seasons. Lord, help us all to recognize that there is nothing impossible for you. And that your timing and your appointment of seasons, God, are the right times and seasons for our lives. May we yield and say yes to both. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, dear beef carnological folk, love you much. Thank you. And thank you so much. Let me be a part of this community. God bless you. Lord, I lay all my expectations at your cross. I release my husband from the burden of fulfilling me in areas where I should be looking to you. Help me to accept him the way he is and not try to change him. I realize that in some ways he may never change, but at the same time, I release him to change in ways I never thought he could. I leave any changing that needs to be done in your hands, fully accepting that neither of us is perfect and never will be. Only you, Lord, are perfect, and I look to you to perfect us. May we be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Ephesians 4.32